Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to This Week in App. I'm your host, John Azalon, and uh, glad you could join me for another edition. And believe it or not, APA fans, this is episode number 66. I just realized it. So it's got to be a great podcast today, right? And I assure you it is. I'll be talking with Dale Schreiner, the director of the Lancaster World Series, just completed in, where else? Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the home and birthplace of APA Games. And uh, Dale, uh, we'll talk about this past tournament that just happened a couple of weeks ago. Also, I'm going to be talking with Vince Cavanaugh. And if that name Cavanaugh rings a bell, it should. His dad, Brian, who I've had on the program before and uh, uh, was a great guest and has done a lot for the uh, promotion of APA games and APA baseball specifically to the boys and girls clubs of Bridesburg, Pennsylvania. His son, Vince, will be my guest. Vince, nine years old, won the Robert Henry tournament just this past week, and I can't wait to talk to Vince. He was one happy little fella, uh, if you saw his picture on Facebook, uh, and so I can't wait to get to talk to him, and it's always great to talk to young APA players who will uh, continue to have this game thrive over the years. So we do have a, a good program. Hope you can stick around for it this week in APA episode number Roll those dice, baby, 66, and I'll be right back speaking with Dale Schreiner. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in APA. I'm your host, John Aslan, and right now my first guest is a guy who uh, is somewhat of a newcomer to, to APA, but he has jumped right into it, and he is the host and director of the Lancaster World Series Tournament. They had their third annual tournament just recently. We're going to talk to him about that. And so welcome in my guest, Dale Schreiner. Dale, thanks for joining me here on the podcast, and thanks for taking time. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Well, we always like to talk uh, to people, and we're getting more into talking to some of these folks that run these regional tournaments. And uh, you just ran... Uh, the third annual Lancaster World Series. We'll get into that momentarily, but uh, as I said, uh, you're pretty much uh, a newcomer to to APA. Talk a little bit about how you got started. Well, I've only been rolling for uh, for about four years. Um, I got introduced to the game about about roughly seven years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the job I had at the time, I was working at a family practice, and um, and the manager of the clinic, he was huge into baseball. So we talked baseball all the time. <clears throat> he grew up in the 1950s. So he was talking about the golden age, you know, talking about going to, you know, his favorite player growing up was Mickey Mantle. And, uh, and uh, so he, he, one story he likes saying is he, he remember going and seeing Warren Spahn's 301st win. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyhow, make a long story short, uh, he asked me one day, he said, hey, um, have you ever heard of APA baseball? And I said, no, no. He said, and he talked about the history of it, how it started in Millersville. You know, I live about 15, 20 minutes from Millersville. So, mm-hmm. um, so and he loaned me his boards 
um, for a week, and he gave me, since I'm a huge Phillies fan, he gave me the 1980 set Phillies and, and the 2008 Phillies to borrow. So mm-hmm. I rolled a, rolled a couple games, and I really enjoyed it, but I gave it back because, you know, I'm going to school at the time, uh, pursuing my bachelor's degree and start, right. starting a family. Didn't really have much time. Um, so then about four years ago, it was getting close to my birthday and I asked my, told my wife, asked my wife, said, Hey, if you haven't gotten, gotten me anything yet for my birthday, how about this? And, (laughs) and to make sure that I got, you know, the rights, the right game and not the game, which shall not be named. Um, We, we can uh, name it. It was Stratomatic, wasn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I emailed her a link to the the Apple store and a couple sets I was interested in. And for my birthday, she got me the basic board, uh, basic game book, uh, the master game book, uh, and the Bats 2 set. So it was wow, pretty nice. cool. Yeah. yeah. So you got, to, you got it taken care of for your birthday. That's a good wife right there. You know? Oh, yeah. Yes. figuring out what you need and i'm sure she was thinking what am i going to get dale and boom you came up with it. it's a good idea and it's a good move on your part and it's really uh got you into a hobby that obviously you enjoy it's not easy uh to come up uh with a, a tournament um a direct a tournament get all the players together get it all set up but but you jumped right into it and this year was the third annual lancaster world series and as you mentioned you're from uh, Lancaster County, so uh, you're very close to the birthplace of the Epic Game Company. Um, talk about wh- how and why you decided, and and was this uh, your your third year of doing this, or is this your first year of, of being a director? Talk a little bit about that. Um, the basically what happened is the that first winter after I got into the game and started playing some games, and um, so I. Um, Basically, on the, the, the Facebook group page, mm-hmm. I sent a message out there saying, hey, does anybody have run a tournament in the Lancaster area? Because I was thinking, hey, you know, it's the Lancaster area. This is where the game was born. Sure. There should be tournaments. <laughs> sure, and, yeah. and obviously there wasn't. And But there was a lot of people who said, hey, but if you put one together, we'll come. <laughs> Everybody's ready to be there, right? Yes. So... <laughs> Me being the glutton for punishment, decided to go for it and started to look into what other tournaments did because I had not been to a tournament. The first tournament I went to was the first Lancaster World Series. Um, so I looked to see what the I see what the Slippery Rocks rules were, uh, the mm. National Convention rules were, and tried to develop my rules based on what other other uh, tournaments did. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, so, yeah, so this is, I've been directing it all three years, and it's, the thing is that I really enjoy from it um, is the camaraderie, is that everybody's right. willing to jump in, help out, and, uh, you know, they show up say, hey, Dale, what do you need? What can I yeah. do to help you? Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe it's because I look like I'm running around with my chicken, <laughs> like a chicken with a head cut off. Or right. but, um, but everybody is um, really, um, really. It's just a great group of people. Even though we only see each other maybe once or twice a year, it's 
you know, it's like one of those things where you see so that, you know, it's like you pick up right where you left off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and how many uh, players did you have for this year's tournament? And has it grown since year one? Oh, yeah. Um, in the year one, um, we had 26 uh, wow. people. That's a good and, number. Yeah. And then year two, we got up to 48. So it was a huge jump from year one to year two. Yeah. And the first two years, we had it at a fire hall, which was a great spot. The fire mm-hmm. hall, you know, it was a good size. And But the thing is, we just were getting too big for it. And then yeah. so this is this year, um, we this is the first year we had it at the church in Millersville. And then we had 54 people show up. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, that is fantastic. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of players. And only the third year of existence. And then again, you know, we know that Lancaster – uh, uh, certainly uh, is where it all began, and, and there's there's a lot of players in and around the area. There's a lot of tournaments that are relatively close yeah. to that area yeah. that uh, that folks get into, and so it's a natural fit for them to come over uh, to to Lancaster to to get into this tournament. Um, you know, one of the my favorite things about these tournaments is the themes. <laughs> and uh, tell me a little bit of how you come up with a theme, and and what was the theme for this year? Uh, this past this past year, the theme was uh, World Series losers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what I did was at the end of uh, after the tournament last year. That was one of the things that um, uh, I would just want to do a quick shout out. Uh, Chester Davis, he's the guy who puts together the book for, and he liked the idea of doing a World Series losers tournament. Yeah. And on the last page of the book for last year, he had a list of all the World Series losers. Okay. Um, so, but, so what I did was I had a bunch of ideas I brainstormed, including World Series losers. And I um, put out a, uh, a Google, uh, Google survey mm-hmm. and send it out to all the participants in the tournament and let them vote on what they liked. And, right. and um, that was what people wanted to do. The yeah. vast majority of them. So that's what we went with. And year two, which was a very interesting, we had lovable losers. So all the teams had to be below 500. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. 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 And, and that, and uh, like I said, that's one of my favorite things because they really, uh, you know, I, I, I follow a lot of these regional tournaments and they're very creative in how they come up with, uh, uh, with a tournament theme. And that's really, the basis of the tournament is as again, I mean, world series losers, obviously you're going to have pick a better teams than you are the lovable losers. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, and I just, I think the tournaments, uh, you know, really uh, flow from that. I I, I mean, I, I would, I would have just as much fun uh, playing with a team that was 10 games under 500 than a team that just missed being world champions. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, it, it there's a very small difference between those two types of tournaments, don't you think? Oh yeah, definitely. I like with me with the Lobo Losers. I went. I played the as the 1992 Phillies, which growing up, you know, that was the year before they went to the World Series, um, yeah. and that was the year that Kyle Abbott went one in fifteen. So when I had to have him as my number four starter because. <laughs> I remember him from that season. And uh, so, but yeah, and then, and now this year uh, I went with the 1950 Phillies, which is a team that 
obviously I'm too young to have seen them play, but I was always fascinated with, especially with Richie Ashburn growing oh, up yeah. listening yeah, to him yeah, in the, yeah. listening to him in the broadcast booth and knowing what t- the, how great a player he was. So to, um, to really, yeah, the whiz kids, they were something. They, yeah. They, they were, they were a good club and, and then they didn't get back uh, to the world series for many, many yes. years, uh, even though just missing it in 1964, one that is uh, very close to my heart too, but we can talk about that off the air, <laughs> but, yes. but nonetheless, um, so you started uh, uh, this third annual tournament mm-hmm. uh, with the theme of world series losers. Talk a little bit about um, how it went and, and to, to save time, we can get, right to who was in the finals and how that all panned out. Okay. Uh, well, uh, basically the format of it was there was eight divisions. So the teams were divided into eight, eight divisions. Each division was named after somebody from Lancaster County that had ties either to APA or to the major leagues. Right. Um, and then, so then the top two teams in each division made it to the playoffs. Um, mm. So for two years in a row, uh, Steve Scoff was the had the, the number one, uh, the number one seed in the playoffs uh last year he had the cleveland naps and this year he had the 1912 giants um so so um let's see so there's a lot of dead ball teams that uh, did very well yeah um yeah um so actually when we got to and um amy amy wicks uh, she was um yeah in the she, you interviewed her a couple weeks ago sure she, yeah she made it to the she made it to the playoffs. Um, no, she didn't. No, wait, hold on here. Did she? I'm sorry. I'm looking at the notes here. I, yeah, I, sure. Actually, you know what? I think she may have missed out. So, but anyhow, yeah, she, had a, the, she had the 08. She had a team from 1908, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the few dead ball teams that didn't make it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyhow, there was, um, there, there was some other, there's, the thing is, there's a couple kids that come. Like yeah. Amy's son, um, sure. Tyler is there. Right. Yeah, Tyler, and then there was another, a young girl who was taking part, and she made the playoffs. Uh, Mar, uh, <laughs> Margie T- uh, Tibble. Uh, she actually yeah. faced off with her her against her dad in the uh, first round, and dad won. So I'm sure that was a tense discussion <laughs> later. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, the final four teams. It came down to. Uh, Steve Scoff and the 1912 Giants. Uh, Bill Roseman, he, this is his first tournament. He had the 1978 Dodgers. Uh, Ed Reiner, he helps uh, helps run the Mason Dixon tournament uh, with mm-hmm. uh, Bill Sagel. Uh, he had the 1905 A's. And then uh, the 1913 Giants was uh, Dick Moore had the 1913 Giants. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Dick, right. yeah. So, um, in the semifinals, the nineteen seventy eight Dodgers and Bill Roseman won ten to seven in ten innings. And then wow. um yeah. And then the nineteen oh five A's, Ed Reiner, he won three and often over the nineteen thirteen Giants. Um okay. I was expecting to have to see two dead ball teams going on. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh and then in the end, the the nineteen oh five athletics, Ed Reiner won five to three. Um Actually, the the Dodgers only got their first hit. I think I want to say it was the fifth or the sixth inning. So, oh yeah, yeah, those dead ball era teams really—they uh, seem to have an advantage. It's a totally different game when you play yeah. a team from from that era. And I I saw a few of them at the uh, 
at the uh, national convention. And, uh, and, and as you said, they seem to do very well. And you were kind of surprised that there weren't both teams into the finals from that dead ball era, but the 78 uh, Dodgers uh, made it, but just uh, it could not climb that mountain to beat uh, Ed Reiner. Now, so the, the finals was just a one game playoff, right? Yeah. The plan wasn't originally for it to be a three game series. Um, but in, because the time frame, it, it, the tournament took longer than we had anticipated. Mm. Okay. Um, it both at this, at the start of the championship, um, I basically asked both uh, Bill and Ed what they, if they were okay with a one game championship sure. game. They both yeah. were okay. I think some of it was the fact that all the games that they played, you know, you know, there's a there's a there's a bit of mental fatigue that goes into <laughs> at the end of the day. As much as you love playing, there's a certain point where it's like there is there, there is, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. So they went to the one game uh, winner take all, and uh, Ed ended up winning with the 05A. So congratulations to Ed, and of course Bill too with the 78 Dodgers to come through and to get to the finals with a a modern team. Uh, it ain't yeah. that easy when you're when you're going against the dead ballers. But uh, and, and you had you had an interesting. Uh, event happened during your tournament you uh, uh had lisa and randy walker uh show up at the convention and of course those of you who don't know the story of lisa and randy you can go to the this week in apa episode number 61 uh and listen to that interview that i had with with lisa uh, about the story be, behind uh her and randy's um, a journey, and it, of course, they were inducted into the Apple Hall of Fame this past convention. So, uh, talk a little bit about when they showed up at the convention or at okay. the uh, tournament. Yeah. So, um, so at, you know, at, it it came. Uh, we got the email about the the tournament directors got the got the email about try, the, wanting to raise funds for ALS in Randy's mm-hmm. name. So. Um, and since Randy and his wife, they live in Ephrata, which is just like 15, 20 minutes away right. from Millersville. Um, and one of the, the people that plays in the league with Randy, uh, Dave Lead, he he comes uh, to the mm-hmm. tournament. And so I he sent him an email, say, hey, <clears throat> would you do you think Randy and his wife would be would like to come and just. You know, I, I said, hey, if you want to if they want to play to be, you know, they can. But it turns out they they had um, prior engagement early in the morning. So um, so they stopped in half uh, towards later in the morning. So um, when they when they arrived, um, you know, everybody in the at the tournament stood and gave them a standing ovation. Yeah. And uh, and then. uh you know, and and Dave pointed out that you know Randy being a a, a veteran, you know, so that was something that you know we can't uh, those especially those that served came up and you know thanked him and talked uh, sharing some s- stories that way and very nice about, and uh, and and actually it just by coincidence where he sat <clears throat> was right beside the the table that was for the division that was named after him. So, oh, great, great. Great. So he was there for a bit and then we had the, the auction, silent auction to raise funds for the, for ALS. Then after that. Yeah. And talk a little bit about that. Cause you did raise uh, uh, some money for the ALS uh, foundation. Uh, uh, talk a, bit, a little bit, how you 
how you set it up and some of the items that were up for uh, for auction. Okay, well, um, w- what we had done in the previous two years, it was we people would come and bring stuff to like give away as like door prizes. Yeah. And when it came out to raise funds, I thought, well, my family, when we have reunions, we had silent auctions. Mm-hmm. So basically, for those of you who don't know what silent auctions are, basically, you buy tickets and then you go around to the different items. And if you like that item, you can tear off one, two, however many tickets you want mm-hmm. to right. put in for that item. And then we go through and pull tickets. And if you pull your ticket, you get that item. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I put sent out the email to everybody and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. Um, if you have any items you would like to donate, uh, you know, you're welcome to bring. And I had set up one table. I was expecting like one table full of stuff. And it turned out to be almost two tables full of stuff. That's great. great. Um, I had everything from... Uh, Two, there was two different sets of 1901. There was the, the original Hall of Fame set. Um, let's see, there's some various baseball books were there. Um, there is a like a even some non baseball related like a doormat and uh, cookies, um, <laughs> uh, some bats of um, commemorative bats for when Steve Carlton and Mike Schmidt were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, very um, nice. Which I had my eyes on, but I didn't get. A little disappointed <laughs> in that. But, um, but anyhow, but so, and and that's one of the reasons why the tournament went longer than because to, to yeah. actually go through and pull in the names for that, the sure. tickets for that took some time. So, in the end, you know, because of the generosity of the people that donated goods and then the people who bought tickets, we raised six hundred and twenty-five dollars. Wow, that is fantastic, and and in the, and that is kind of the theme running through the regional tournaments now is that uh, uh, every tournament director is uh, going to try to set up either donations or something. I thought that that was very uh, unique for you to do the silent auction and to raise funds that way. But uh, uh, every tournament now is going to try to to raise some money for the ALS uh, Foundation, which I think is a great cause and. Uh, uh, was an idea that was uh, developed at the national convention, and uh, you did a great job uh, in in doing that and doing it in a unique way uh, at the convention. So, um, you know, really, it sounded like it was it was a really a great time. You had a great amount of participation, and so next year, I'm sure you're looking for number four. What do you got in mind for next year? If you have anything uh, starting to uh, come to mind. Well, um, we're right now. The date is um, July 18th of next year, and it's the weekend before Hall of Fame weekend. So all the Yankee fans who want to go see Jeter inducted, they don't have to choose between the two. Um, And the theme is going to be what is the theme going to be? Oh, a team. uh, Wait till next year. Teams that miss the playoffs. Oh, I got it. I like it. See, I like it. That's that's very interesting. And you got a lot of teams to choose from. And it's just a matter of of of, of grabbing the team, maybe a favorite team, maybe a team that, you know, a lot of these guys come here. They want to win. A lot of guys come and they just take their favorite team and and come what may. But uh, I think that's a, that's a really good theme. And you said it's uh, July 18th of next yes. year, correct? Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. Well, well, that's great. Now, how can they get a hold of you? Obviously, it's early. But mm-hmm. for anybody listening and may listen to this later down the road, how do they get a hold of you to get uh, to get a spot? Well, um, if they're on the on the Facebook page, uh, APA page, they can 
both the APA games or the, uh, the APA baseball page. They can contact me that way, or they can email me da shriner at gmail.com. Um, yeah. So they can email uh, or contact me any of those ways through Facebook okay. or through email. That's fine. I uh, will say that's... that somebody already was bold and took the 2019 Orioles. They are assuming that they're going to miss the playoffs. <laughs> wow. Really? Man, yeah. They may have to re-choose. I'm not yeah. sure. Well, we'll wait and see on that one. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is wait till next. That might be wait till the next decade <laughs> yeah. if, if you really think about it. But uh, so, Dale, do you have any projects uh, coming up for you in, in the APA in the APA game, uh, or uh, are you just kind of getting ready for next year's tournament? Um, I don't have uh, with my job, and my family. I don't have as much time, and of course, everybody feels the same way they don't sure, until they sure. retire they don't want the time that they want um yeah, i've been right. kind of meddling a little bit in a 1980s like con- nationally contenders replay off and on mm. so basically yeah. i just take uh, the phillies the expos in the east and the um astros dodgers and reds in the west and replaying their schedules and trying to see one of the phillies can come out on top of the expos and what happens in the west you know and yeah, 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 that was a tight one. That was and, a tight one. Yeah, and I was, and the the thing is, the Reds have been really struggling for me. I mean, they're they're hard. They're really struggling to score runs, which is co- the complete opposite of what they did. And yeah, right, right. Well, get those Reds rolling, man. That that's that's my team. Let's <laughs> let's get them going. Uh, but uh, yeah, and that's the beauty of Appa. You can do whatever you want. You can take. Uh, uh, five teams and 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 replay divisions and and it's you know you don't have to start from scratch an entire replay or something crazy like I'm doing but uh, you know it, it's it's great to be able to to pick and choose what you want to do and and whatever you get the most enjoyment out of is what you can do with the app game and uh, it, it you know it was it was really and again like I said I I'm going to try to. Uh, talk a little bit more about these regional tournaments and get the guys that run them uh, as these uh, episodes go on. But certainly uh, the Lancaster tournament is one they wanted to get to. Uh, And Dale, uh, again, a great job in running the tournament, a great job in in raising some funds for ALS. And uh, it really was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, you're still a Phillies fan, I take it. Yeah, I'm cursed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What about the uh, you know the big deal? What's 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 going on with Bryce? Oh, I don't. I, I well, the thing is, I I I do believe that he makes the team better around him because yep. you still mm-hmm. even if he's batting two hundred or three hundred, you still got to treat him the same. Sure. Um, but I think what really hurt the Phillies this year was McCutcheon going down. I think he was the catalyst. He was the clubhouse leader. And that's the thing that they don't really have really right now is that clubhouse guy. And I think that's what's really hurting them. Yeah. And I think that's something that people, you know, kind of, eh, they discount, Uh, you know, you don't, you don't need chemistry in a major league uh, clubhouse, but you, but you really do. It makes a big difference. Now some teams don't have it and still win. But mm-hmm. other teams need it, and they need that leader, and they need that guy that can gather their troops around them. Cutches is certainly one of those guys, and uh, you know what? There's still plenty of season left, so those oh yeah, there is. Yep, yeah. my this my, my battle back. Yeah, despite how bad they're playing right now, they're still right there in the wild card hunt. So, yep, they certainly are. So, uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and Dale. 
again, a great job with the uh, with the Lancaster World Series. Uh, we hope to talk to you again. We'll probably do it again next year after yeah. the series is done and then and, and find out what happened in 2020. So, again, uh, thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate you joining us here on TWIA. Thanks, John. It was a pleasure. You got it, buddy. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Apple. I'm your host, John Aslan. And next, uh, I've got a couple of guys who are uh, going to be part of this podcast. One is the reigning 2019 Robert Henry Apple Baseball Tournament champion. And that would be Vince Cavanaugh. And Vince is nine years old. I'm going to say that again. The 2009 reigning Robert Henry Apple Baseball Tournament is Vince Cavanaugh, who is nine years old. So when I say I'm introducing a young man to the podcast, I really mean it. He's with his dad, Brian. We've had Brian on the show before. Uh, Brian involved with the uh, Bridesburg Boys and Girls Club and, of course, an Apple player for a long time. Gentlemen, thanks for being part of the podcast and welcome to This Week in Apple. Thank you for having us. We are happy to have you. And Brian, I'm going to start with you, sure. the old man of the group. Uh, Thanks. Now, uh, uh, this is um, this is the third year of the. Uh, uh, is that right? No, this is. I do. Would, you've been doing the 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 Henry tournament, I think, since 2012. Am I correct? Yes, this is the seventh year of yeah. the Henry tournament. Yeah, and and it started out uh, in Lancaster when the game company was there when it moved to to Georgia. Uh, some of the uh, principals wanted to keep it going, and you kept it going. Yes. And uh, it still survives today. Talk a little bit about the tournament, the preparation, and what goes into it. Uh, John Cochran and Rebecca Patterson reach out to me. Usually we start talking in, like, February, just throwing, um, just throwing dates for the summer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once we go from there, I'll look at my schedule. John will get back to me, and we'll go back and forth. And then uh, usually it only takes, you know, maybe one or two messages, and then we have the date picked. So uh, we usually pick the date in February and spend at the same location now for I think this is the third or fourth year mm-hmm. that it's been in the same spot. It used to be out in Willow Grove, which is about uh, like a 30 minute drive from Philly. Mm-hmm. And um, the location now is a lot is a lot better. It's literally for us. It's about 10 minutes away. So um, it's a lot easier with the travel. Now. Yeah. Right. But, um, right. Yeah. We, we, we finalize all that in February and then you, we spend the rest of the year, you know, picking our teams and researching and trying to figure out what gives us the best chance. And then uh, I start picking my kids uh, usually uh, pretty much as soon as camp starts, the summer program starts, we start putting feelers out. Uh, the kids that played in it before, they're already asking me about it as soon as they show up. Right. Uh, as far as recruiting the new players, we usually start, you know, right away putting feelers out to them and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing how they play the game and, you know, whether they could, you know, play in the tournament atmosphere. Sure, sure. And then usually by the time the tournament comes around, because um, the tournament's always usually the first weekend in August, thereabout. Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, we start talking to them about it in the middle of June. So by the time August comes around, they have it down. And uh, for those who don't know, because because you're you're talking about uh, the Boys and Girls Club uh, folks that come in, the kids that come in and play. And and those who don't know, talk about how you got that started back when uh, when you were much, much younger. 
Well, not much, uh, much younger, but much. <laughs> I, I was younger than I am now. Right. <laughs> um, it was. I think this is the ninth or tenth season that we've had the league going, and um, I've been working at the uh, club in Brisburg here since 2001. It was my full-time job in college. Now it's my summer job. And I brought Appa in about nine or 10 years ago because I had gotten bored with solo play mm. and I wanted a bigger league. And I was kind of getting bored with the program that we have at the um, club, you know, doing the same thing every single day. So right. I thought, let's try something different. And uh, I brought Appa in and a coworker of mine and I, I taught a coworker of mine how to play the game. And there on the spot, we went out and recruited about 10 to 20 kids right. and said, here's a baseball game. It's played with cards and dice and stats. Do you want to learn how to play it? We're going to do a draft. We're going to do this big league. And they were confused at first by it, but <laughs> they, they stuck with it. And the first game, I think everyone, it took them about two hours to get through. Mm. And me, myself, it took me about four hours to get through because in addition to answering the questions of the person I was playing, right. I was getting questions from everybody <laughs> constantly walking away, you know, turn a page here. And, you know, this means that. Right. So, right. But after two or three games, they had the game down. Well, and, it, it, and it, it's really come a long way from when you first yes. introduced it to the Boys and Girls Club till yes. now. Yes. Uh, getting back to the Henry tournament, how many attendees did you have this year? Um, this year, we took 18 players with us. Um, we had about 14 kids, and we had uh, myself and alumni, um, mm -hmm. kids who are adults now. Right. Um, they're affiliated with the club somewhat, but they come back every year to play in the, in the um, tournament. And I, I put feelers out to all the old players and, you know, if they can make it, they're always here. Got so it. Got it. And that's great to see the, the young group uh, getting involved in the tournament as well. Every tournament has a theme. What was your theme this year for them? We don't really have a theme. It's just pick whatever pick team, team gives you the okay. best chance to win. The only, um, limit that we have is teams that win are retired for five years oh, okay okay i got you and um no xc's only xb cards you know okay. regular player cards and mm -hmm. xb cards mm -hmm. sounds reasonable sounds reasonable and sounds like it's a great time and and a lot of participation oh it's and, a lot of fun <laughs> and so now i'm done with you brian oh, i want to get to them i want to get to the main man the the man yeah, of i all. only win about one to two <laughs> games a year so the guy you want to talk to is right next to me vince Cavanaugh. how you doing my friend good Good. Uh, you, you got into the Henry tournament. How many tournaments has this been for you? Now, you're only nine years old, and, you know, I have grandkids that always say, you know, when I was a kid, and they're only six. So you can start <laughs> out You can start out with that. How many tournaments uh, have you played in, whether it's this tournament or other tournaments? Two. You played in two. and this is your, So this was your second ever tournament? Yes. Wow, that's uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, one out of two, not not too bad. Now, talk <laughs> talk about talk about the team that you chose to go to this tournament with, and why you picked them. I chose the 2018 Los Angeles Dodgers because because they were good in their first place in their division, and they, I like the players. They were good, and they can hit with some power. They can hit home runs. They had pretty good pitching. 
you picked a really good team. I can't argue with you there. Now, uh, I'm, I, you know what? I'll wait on this. I, I had a follow-up question, but, but I'll wait on that. Now, I understand that you got through the preliminaries, but you ended up as the, the, the final seed amongst the, tur- the, the, the teams going to the finals. There were eight, eight final teams, and you were the very last one. So you barely made it in. So how did you think your chances were at that point? Not that much, lot, not that much chances. Well, you know, I and and you're you're a very realistic guy. You know, you weren't thinking that uh, you were going to sweep through. But when at that point, when you got into the final eight teams, when did you really think you started to have a chance to possibly win this whole thing? Well, when I beat the number one seed. Oh, that's that, well, and that's usually what does it. And what team was that? Do you remember? The 2017 Cleveland Indians. Oh, that's another good team, man. To try, they blew them out too. They were, (laughs) and he blew them out. So that was a big win. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. So just like in real baseball, you get a little momentum and and you start rolling. Uh, Let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit. When did you actually start playing app? I'm sure your dad introduced you to the game, but at what age do you remember when you got started? Three years ago. Like three years ago. About three years ago. Now, that would make you six years old, if my math is correct. Um, now, did your dad help you as far as, yeah, I'm sure you rolled the dice, but did your dad help you in reading the cards and figuring out what happened on the board? Because at six, you're barely learning how to read at that point, right? Yeah, he helped me. Yeah. Now, now how much fun was that? Because I'm trying to teach my two grandkids, six and five years old, how to play. Uh, they seem to enjoy it. They they. They roll the dice. They read the number on the card, and I read the result. Um, when did you – I mean, have you been a baseball fan, you know, all of your life, nine years of your life? Can you remember being a baseball fan from when you can remember? Yes. And what's your favorite team? And and if you say the Dodgers, I got a real question for you there. <laughs> what What's your favorite team? The Phillies. That's what I thought. Yes. That's what I thought. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that because I was thinking – Man, how I know your dad's a big Philly fan. How could you not be a Philly fan? But you are a Philly fan, so you're you're true blue. So uh, uh, that's that's good to hear. So okay, so let's get back to the tournament. You've been playing for a few years. This is your second all-time tournament. You get to the finals. Were you nervous when you got into the final game? Yes. Really, you were ner- even coming all that way. You make it. You never thought you were going to make it. But you get to the finals, but you still were a little bit dicey on whether or not and dicey on that's a pun. But you you were you were a little worried about winning it all. So talk about that final game and when you knew that you had this whole tournament in the bag. So I, I knew I was going to win when Max Muncy hit three home runs. I heard about that. Max Muncy, four for four, three single and a walk. I'm assuming that Muncie was your MVP of the team. Yep, it was. Yeah. That, do you like Max Muncie? I mean, do, do you follow him a little bit? I know you're a Philly fan, but what do you know about Max Muncie? I don't really follow Muncie. I, I follow um, Cody Bellinger. Oh, Cody Bellinger, another good guy. How did Bellinger do in the tournament? He was he at home run in, the championship game. in a championship game. Yeah. What was the final score of that championship game? 9-2. Wow. So it was – I'm telling you, you kind of rolled 
through the uh, the the second half of the tournament, you did you did pretty well. Uh, and and was it? Tell me something, and and be honest with me. At nine years old, usually nine year olds are. Was it the managing that you did, or was it the dice rolling? The dice roll. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, when you get a little bit older, Vince. It's going to be all about the management, the lineups, <laughs> the batting order. Believe me, believe me, I I know, but uh, but that's good. And isn't it always though? I mean, it it it, it does fifty percent of it's the dice roll. But I got a feeling, uh, you know what you're doing when it comes to uh, to baseball and making lineups and choosing teams because obviously you did a nice job winning it all. I saw you a picture uh, of you with the trophy. That's a, that's a pretty nice piece of hardware there. How did it feel when you could hoist that over your head and knowing that you were the champion of the Robert Henry tournament? It was cool. It was cool. Now, did you get, did, did you, did you get a lot of people coming over and, and talking to you and congratulating you on, on the victory? Yes. Now, did you have any of your friends play? I think some of your family members were playing as well. Uh, only, Three family members. Three family members were playing. Talk about them a little bit. Who who was playing? My big sister Leo, my older brother Eric, and my dad. Yeah. So there you go. So the so four Kavanaugh's were involved <laughs> in the tournament. But I'm just gonna, you know, no offense to your brother and sister and your father, but I think maybe <laughs> I think maybe the best man won. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. He's got bragging now, see, races. Now he's, he's being honest. <laughs> We'll let him hold his title until at least next year. <laughs> well, uh, Brian, l- l- let me let me ask you a couple final questions. Sure. Uh, uh, first of all, I know that uh, that uh, Vince asked you to keep the book uh, yes. when when he was on his run, and and I know from the correspondence that you had, it, it had to be a little bit nerve wracking sitting there and watching those games. It wasn't first, and I wasn't expecting to do the book. Um, I was sitting with Roy, um, with Roy Langhand oh, yeah. and we were going to play a master game. He was going to teach me how to play the master game. Mm-hmm. And we literally sat down, opened the book and Vincent came over to me and he said, can you do the score sheet for us? And I was like, all right. And Roy was like, yeah, go ahead. So yeah. I went over and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, this is, you know, this is it. Like, this is the playoffs. One loss and he's done. Like, you can't show any emotion. You can't sure. cheer yeah. or anything. Right. Partial. Right. And um, as soon as the first game started, he, they just he just went on a roll. Like, he just home runs and scoring runs and putting up points. And in the first game, it was like in the fifth inning, and, and he was up by like six or seven runs. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, he's got this game in hand. And uh, he ended up winning uh, with like a two hit shutout or something. Mm-hmm. And then the semifinal game, that was where it got tough because it was a tie. He was losing by two runs and he came back late to um, tie it. And then he fell behind by one run late, came back to um, tie it and then won it in the 11th inning. And mm-hmm. that game was very back and forth. You know, they were getting out of jams. So like that semifinal game, that was the one that was a real test. That was the one where, you know, I'm biting my lip and trying not to cheer or anything and trying not to show yeah. nerves because that was the hard one. The championship game came around and it was just like this hurricane, like a tornado. He just home runs and scoring runs. It got to like the fourth inning and Muncie hit like his second homer. And I remember, uh, you know, everyone just like looked at each other and they're like, he hit another one. Like Max Muncie hit another homer. You know, people were, you know, people were, uh, people were joking 
those dice. We got to retire those dice. You can't <laughs> use those dice anymore. Check those dice. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, you know, before that, you know, or before we knew it, the game was over and it was a nine to two final. I was like, wow, like yeah. you really just did that. <laughs> but well, the thing it, I love the best about it was as soon as the third out was made and I posted a video of it. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Rather than jumping up and down, you know, first thing, the hand went across the table for a, a handshake. It, and to I, me, I, that means the most, you know. I, I did. I saw that and it, and it really struck me as, well, now there's a good competitor. There's a good sport. Uh, yeah. A guy that, uh, you know, at nine years old, you're right. Uh, you know, you think he'd be jumping up on the table, but uh, he took it in stride. And uh, I'm sure you're going to have to pay for it the rest of the year, Brian. And, and, and his <laughs> Especially because, like I said, I usually get about one to two wins in tournaments. I've never <laughs> even sniffed the playoffs. And here he is, you know, second yeah. time winning it. And his brothers, you know, his brother and sister, they're, if not advancing to the tournament, getting close to advancing to the tournament. Right. And yet there I am in the background, you know. <laughs> and yeah, but 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 still, you were. I, I, I'm sure they, they were thrilled to have you there. And I know you were thrilled to be there. Oh, and it was it was awesome it was you awesome. mentioned a couple guys who were hall of famers that really help out with this john cochran yes. roy langens talk about those guys a little bit of what it means to have them involved john is awesome i mean going back looking back to that last uh tournament out in lancaster it was 2011 i think it was 2010 um we had never we we had never met before and we were scheduled to play and the two games that he and i played were two of the most fun Abba games I've ever played in my life. And this is nine years later, eight years yeah. later, still they were two of the best games I've ever played, not just because of the game itself, but just the, the, you know, talking back and forth about baseball oh, about man. life, and mm-hmm. about the game, how we came to it. And, you know, it, it was just awesome. And those two games took us a long time to get through, but it's because we were just talking so much about all those topics. Sure. And when we were done, it was kind of like, you know, now we got to move, move on. And we were like, that was too fun. Like, I don't really want to play anymore. Games. Like, <laughs> how can I top the two games that we just played? Right. And it was that con- it was within those conversations that we yeah. first discussed because John said to me, he was like, we don't want to lose this. And he said, yeah. look around this room. He's like, we see your kids. They're having so much fun. Our people are having so much fun with them. We don't want to lose this. We- and he said, what can we do to, you know, to keep this going? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you, you, you talked about John and that is John. I met him for the first time at the uh, convention in June. I talked to him. I, I've had him on the podcast and I've mm-hmm. talked to him before. Um, but man, what an interesting guy. I mean, he, oh, he'll yeah. sit there so and he'll, fun. Talk, he'll tell you stories and go back yeah. to when he started and all of the, the, the memorabilia he has as, as, as far as Zappa is concerned. And he's just a fascinating guy to yeah. talk to. Roy Langan's the same way. I mean, yeah. Roy is so, and I, I met him for the first time at the, at the convention, although I had talked to him a couple of times. But, you know, to, for, to have those guys take time out of their lives to yeah. make it a fun tournament for those kids. And uh, so, John, so, Roy, uh, Randy, um, Randy, Randy Conyers, Ed Roy, Ray, yeah, Ed Warriors, yeah. Um, uh, Dusty, uh, Dusty Welsh. These are guys that are there every single year, yeah. you know, and they're there every single Saturday, or I mean, every August for the um, tournament. They're donating food, you know. They're, they're helping the kids. Yeah. Like they have, they have a great time. And uh, 
and and that just means so much to, to the and it'll be something that the kids will remember obviously you remember it and oh, yeah. and and i'm sure that uh uh the main man vince is is certainly going to remember it vince uh of all the things that have happened in your life does this rank where does this rank in the moments of your life as as far as being towards the top the top 10 in, in the top 10 man i'll tell you what I'm 63 years old. I'm not sure I even have a top 10. You've lived a very full life. In <laughs> I love that. I'll tell you what, I may start, I, I may just start interviewing children under uh, 10 years old. Cause I, I kind of, I kind of enjoy it. They're, they're very, very young. <laughs> but anyway, listen, Vince, I just got to tell you, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to come on to the podcast and talk about your championship. Congratulations to you. I know you're already thinking, about next year's tournament and what team you're going to pick and how you're going to beat your brother, sister, and your dad in next year's tournament. But do me a favor. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Be nice to them. You know, don't <laughs> yeah, don't be too hard on them throughout the year because next year things could turn around. So you you just got you got to keep you got to keep that that humble uh, being inside there and 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 wait till next year and see how it plays out. But Vince. Congratulations. Thanks for coming on to program. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you again. Yeah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> next, <laughs> next year after the tournament. It, that, what's that? Next year after the tournament. There you go. Now, see, there's a guy with, with quiet confidence. I like that. He, he, he did, he's not jumping up and down, but he knows, he knows where he's going to be headed. So, anyway, Fence, thanks again, buddy. I really appreciate it. Brian, as always, thank, thank you so you. much. And, and listen, a great job putting on this tournament. Uh, it means so much, I know, to the people that are involved in it. And we'll keep coming back every year to talk about it if, if, awesome. if you want to. It's a to. great time. Yeah. And, John, uh, and, John and Rebecca do a great job. Yeah. And, and really, I, 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 I know they're great people because, like I said, I, I talked to them in June. We had a, a great conversation in the lobby of the hotel. And, uh, and I'm sure they'll be back every, every single year to help out. So, again, guys, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And uh, uh, keep, keep rolling the dice, my friends. We, we definitely will. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having us. All right. Vincent, Brian, Kevin, I'll thank you very much. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. welcome. All right. All right, so that was it, episode number 66 on This Week in APA, and hope you enjoyed it, had a a really good time talking with my guest uh, on today's podcast, Dale Schreiner. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about the third annual Lancaster World Series, and Brian and Vince Cavanaugh, who came in to talk about the Robert Henry Tournament in which nine-year-old Vince Cavanaugh was the champion. A lot of fun uh, talking uh, to them. And and especially, you know, we, we talk all the time about the APA game demographic, how it is getting older and older, and you need to get the youngsters involved to, to really regenerate uh, the fandom and keep this game company going. And guys like Vince, it's it's great to talk to him. And, and, and I do see... Uh, a lot of young people uh, playing the game. Uh, of course, I see them because I'm, I'm associated uh, with the game, and I talk to people who have kids that are playing. My two grandsons 
are starting to get into it. But uh, hey, you know what? It's something you can't force. It's either going to happen or it's not. There may be some marketing that can be done to to uh, uh, to maybe uh, reinforce those numbers. Uh, but it's a different world, you know. I mean, it, it, it's not like it was when we were growing up, when it was magazines and newspapers and periodicals and 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 things that you would pick up and read. Now everything is is done via social media, and, and maybe that's a way to do it as well. But either way, uh, it was great talking with Vince, and uh, and hopefully, and like he said, we'll be talking to him next year after next year's tournament. So. Uh, don't forget, everybody, to uh, be a part of the uh, online newsletter. You just go to APA Customer Support. If you aren't already on that list, go to uh, APA Customer Support and uh, be put on the list every Tuesday. Uh, there'll be a newsletter coming out. John uh, Herson uh, gets it together, tells you what's up and coming and what's new. Uh, in the APA game world. Uh, Also, don't forget to download the Anchor app, uh, which this podcast is run on. It's very easy to do. Download the app, then favorite the This Week in APA podcast. That way you become a member of uh, the podcast family. And uh, you can also send me, uh, once you do that, you can also send me a voicemail. It's very easy to do. Just find it on the app, click on it, and you can send me directly a voicemail of up to one minute uh, to let me know what you think of the program, what you thought of a particular interview, maybe some ideas for shows uh, coming up. You can tell me about uh, tournaments that you're in or going to, uh, just anything. Just uh, drop me a voicemail. I'll talk about it. Uh, on the podcast, uh, if it's interesting enough. If it's not, I'm not going to do it. But anyway, uh, do what you can in that respect, uh, and you can too, uh, too can become part of the TWIA podcast. So that'll wrap it up. Again, thanks to my guest, and uh, we got a lot of good shows coming up. I just talked to John Herson a couple days ago, and uh, uh, we are uh, have some ideas for shows up and coming. So um, just keep checking out the This Week in Napa Facebook page. Uh, keep checking out the uh, Appa Baseball and Appa Games Facebook page, and and uh, we'll let you know what's coming up uh, on the podcast. So until next time, this is John Aslan saying so long. Thanks for listening, and keep rolling those 66s, everybody. We'll see you next time.